Hi guys, welcome back to Voice Vulnerabilities. I'm your host, Sungju. Today I'm here with my teammates, Kinga and Sebastian, and we'll be talking about a heavy topic, so we want to give a trigger warning before starting the episode. This episode includes content about suicide, suicidal ideation, and attempts. So if you're easily triggered or think this will not be good for you, we advise you to click away. And also, not in any way are we professionals. These are just stemming from our personal experiences and personal opinions. If you're struggling or want more professional information, please seek professional help. We'll link down any resources or hotlines available. We also wanted to let you know that this was motivated by some tragic news of the passing of um, several fellow students um, in our university and we wanted to raise awareness as much as possible. We also want you to know that some of the things that we'll be talking about comes from people who really understand the feelings of being suicidal and we hope that you're able to choose something other than suicide. Some of us here are living proof of those who have endured those thoughts but have strived to see the brighter side and we just want to dedicate this to raising suicide awareness and also hoping for better solutions. Anyways, so we're going to dive straight into it. Um, what does it take for a person to get to a point of becoming suicidal? Um, what do you think, Sebastian? Oh, that's, it could be a lot of factors, you know. It could be, um, I mean, all of them end up affecting the mental health. It, it could be, uh, yeah, I, I believe like many people who become suicidal. And for example, there's a big misconception that people that have committed or have become suicidal are depressed. Not all people mm. uh, have committed suicide or depressed. Um, of course, a big link, but it's 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 not. It's um, in my personal experience, it was well. I when I was suicidal. This is back in two thousand seventeen. I was mostly in a state where every day was a pain. You know, like every day was not enjoyable. Everything was bland and it felt really bad to live. There's that this feeling around your, um, like uh, around your chest where it just feels like you're just trying to grasp for more for air and feels just bad and you don't want to do anything. And I, I was in a situation where I would just didn't want to take it anymore. I think as well, it's, it's that didn't want to take it anymore it, it, it's already a lot and um yeah it, as well it could be panic it has happened to me that I was in a situation where I really didn't know what to do I was panicking so much I was beyond more of a, like a panic attack and I was just didn't want to keep on going um this probably happened more when I was in university you know I was um this was probably more around 2020 yeah where I failed a lot of my courses I was not happy with myself I was not I was probably quite depressed and I didn't know what to do and um gladly um you know my uh, this is something I learned 
because it was not, I had, had only had like a couple of suicidal episodes. Um, it's mostly try to calm yourself down because it, it can pass, it does pass away those episodes. And um, yeah, and then you can talk to yourself properly because it's like you don't are not in there. You know, like you are not like sober. You're just panicking so much that you don't see another way out. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, thanks for sharing. Uh, coming from personal experience, that can be really hard. Um, but I also want to know what are some huge factors that contribute to feeling this terrible, especially when transitioning into university, because I feel like this is quite a common theme. Um, at least from our surroundings, is that once someone goes abroad um, internationally and has to be independent, live alone, start courses, what are the huge factors do you think that causes someone to be so panicky or depressed or suicidal? Well, it, that's a good question. When you're moving to a, a new place, you don't have the same system. Uh, system of support as you did before like for example back at home I had like psychologists and psych uh, uh, psychiatrists who I could just access easily and when you're all across the world those access are really limited to or just cut or a car cut off like for example I can talk to email or email my psychiatrist but it's going to be a limited form of help because he cannot like prescribe me new medications or we cannot keep on going treatment. And then at least in the case of the Netherlands, it's really hard to continue with therapy or like start psychotherapy because it, there's a, uh, a long wait for just one appointment, which it is really difficult. Uh, but as well, um, in my case, it was university, you know, uh, this is, by the way, just my own case that I was having such a hard time with university. I've never before entering university had built a course, just as a, like a side note. And seeing that I was failing many, many courses, I was not, I was feeling like this is just the end, you know, like I have done like such a big mistake. I cannot go back from this mistake. And, uh, you know, as well, my worth just went completely down. Yeah. I mean, there's can be, again, many cases for many students uh, for or many people that go abroad to just go uh, become suicidal, you know, become, become the isolation. We're like, like all of us when we live in the Netherlands, uh, we don't speak Dutch. We don't come speaking Dutch. We might try to learn Dutch, but it is isolating going around the street and not even knowing how to read to the proper sign of like stop or like this is the highway or like go to this way for like to go this place or just hearing everybody speaking the same language but you're just not speaking the same language I mean everybody speaks English but it's you know it's not the same thing it, it, it can be a lot of things really uh that's the, the that's the, the thing of suicide like in every case it's has its own reasons it's not like we can say yes suicide it's it has a common trend a common cause for nearly every people it's like no it's it can be really you can vary it's just the destination which is the common place yeah but i guess what we can take away from this is that maybe for those who are international students 
um, isolation is a huge factor because as you said, you're, you don't have your support system. You're feeling terrible things, but you don't feel like there's anyone who will understand or who will try to help you. And so you feel you're so alone in everything. And that kind of puts you in that negative spiral. Um, and it's hard to get out of it. Um, but yeah, um, Kinga, do you have anything to elaborate on to this? Um, yeah, yeah, I think um, to this international student part, I feel like it is a different support system and we kind of have to build a new one, which we all want to, you know, but I think, especially for those who have a mental health history, it's so hard to trust people because in my experiences, there have been a lot of people who showed this support for me, but it's so hard to actually accept it because you don't, you don't know if, where are the boundaries or whether they really know what they are, you know, trying to help with. Um, so I think it's just because there's so many new people that we are meeting trusting yourself and trusting others is, is so hard and, and I feel like that's why it can be become lonely because a lot of people can surround you but you can still still feel alone uh, in your circumstances and I just wanted to elaborate on the like how does a per person come to the point um, obviously every person is different um, but in the previous podcast we talked about how mental health is a roller coaster and how having hope is that which always kind of pushes you to go upwards all the time and I feel like um, taking your own life is really the point when there is no hope that when you just don't see hope anymore um, and and then then you give up because of panic or or else um, yeah I think personally, I feel like for you, for a person to become suicidal, there needs to be a buildup. So a buildup of suppressed emotions. Um, for example, I mean, this is not the same scenario, but let's say that you feel sadness, but you repress that for years and years, which can maybe, which can in some cases lead to the feeling of depressed de depression of feeling depressed and if that feeling of depression is suppressed for years that could build up to feeling completely hopeless and completely isolated and wanting to take your life because it's just unbearable this emotions that have been so so built up and clamped inside of you it, it comes to a point where you just can't deal with it because the moment you open the, the cap it's going to burst open and you don't know what's going to happen you don't you're scared of um what is going to happen once you open it up um so I feel like it's a build-up it it's a build-up of emotions suppressed emotions a lot of hardships a lot of isolation and not being able to really have someone to speak your thoughts out to or your feelings out to um or at least that was the case for me um when I was severely depressed and also quite suicidal it I 
I just couldn't take it anymore because I wasn't sharing it with anyone. So now I was suppressing more and more of these emotions and scared of opening them up. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's different case by case, as you guys said, but I do feel like there is a kind of buildup. It starts from a point and then suppression comes. Um, but a lot of it is also coming with those who are struggling with mental health disorders, feeling hopeless, feeling like there's no gateway out of it. And also for some people, it might be the emotional suppression and not being able to share it with anyone. Yeah. I mean, as well, it's um, with suicide. Uh, well, as the, in my case, I mean, it was similar in my case because I just let it up build for so long that in a point I was just so numb and so bad that I could just couldn't go on. So there's this point where I just don't do it. Like there's <laughs> not, there's no such a thing. Like I don't remember concretely. It's like, yeah, I'm not gonna do it because of my parents or anything. I, I cannot pinpoint it. Mm -hmm. um, because I've as well had many friends who have been suicidal and my advice to them, it's that, they hold on because they are not going to be in that state that they want to do it for 24 hours or more. Uh, it's just a momentary burst of emotions, which is leading you to this. And, uh, and in that case, please do anything, anything. And of course it's hard. It's already hard to do absolutely anything, but like, even if you distract yourself, just like playing music or like, you know, walking around or like doing or like doing even small stuff that distracts you completely from that and like wait 30 minutes or more, which seems a lot, but it can be done. Uh, the, the, the thoughts just like die down and then you just can move on. And of course, in my case, after having my first suicidal episode, I begged my parents to go to the psychiatrist. And we did, and they diagnosed me with like severe depression. Um, no wonder. And uh, yeah, that's like, if, if that happens to you, please like reach to someone, reach to a doctor because like, uh, uh, because it, it, it might escalate or become worse. Yeah. I also want to go back to the point where I think it's very appropriate to say suicidal episodes, right? Because it's not, you, you are in a kind of different mindset when you're feeling suicidal. Um, you don't have the full resource to, to make the best decision for yourself because you're so shrouded in, in the fact that you're in so much pain and that life is so unbearable, which I'm saying, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's, um, it's something to ignore because it's um, not from the right mindset. Like I fully understand if anyone has went through it, that it is completely understandable how unbearable it is, how painful it is, and understand why you can get to that point but also knowing that in that point, you are just looking at all the negatives and it's super hard for you to see the other side of it. 
And I feel like that also relates to the point of you should wait it out, you know, because at some point you might be, you will be out of this negative loop and you will see the brighter side of it. I don't want to make it sound cliche, but um, it's just waiting it out to sober up, to um, be out of that negative loop is extremely important if you're suicidal. Um, and yeah, reach out. And I know this is so easy to say, but so difficult to put in action. But if you think about yourself in the future and the possibility of being out of this, you will be out of this. If you go to therapy, if you work on what you're feeling, you are going to get better. You are going to have better days. It's not going to be an easy process. It's not going to be a quick fix. It's going to take years possibly, um, but it will get better. And I'm really saying this as someone who has been in such, such a dark place, such a dark, dark place that every second was so unbearable and painful and I just did not have hope for anything and I just did not want to live but I'm telling you it does get better if you just hold on if you if you think about your future self becoming happy and out of it and so thankful that you held on then it is possible if it's possible for me if it's possible for all the other people that have done it it's possible for you I'm just saying, just hold on because future you will appreciate that you held on right now, that you're holding on right now. Um, for those who are struggling or for those who do have people around them who are struggling, which I think is a great segue to our second part, which is what should you not say? What are the red flags and what, how can we support other people? Um, yeah, Kinga, do you have any things that you think that we should not say to people who are suicidal? The most important part is just to be there for them, to, to show really affectionate and unconditional support and love, just being there, not asking much questions, just being there when they need it. Um, and for example, I I think it's really, really hard to see the red flags and signs because it can be so, um, maybe you can be wrong, you know, and that can be triggering. But whenever I see a red flag or just connected to mental health, um, it happened in my class as well. I just reach out to the person that, hey, you know, I don't know you, but I feel like, for example, um, you are, um, a lot of people are kind of, are at you and then I, I see you and I, I, I can see that you're, you know, not feeling so well. I, I might be wrong. I just, you know, wanted to reach out if I can be of a help or any, any way, or if I can, uh, you know, send you some contacts or so you can feel a bit better. I, I think it's really just to be, to pay attention to people and to really see them and, and listen to them. And I feel like then 
sometimes it is so clear it, not not um the suicidal uh side but the mental health side and from there you know it can it can be anything because i feel like a lot of times people are hiding it so well and and it, and it makes it so hard to to reach out and help you know because people are just hiding it um but i feel like when you're really paying attention there are just maybe just feelings that that your gut saying that oh i don't think this person is happy at this moment or or is is doing well at this moment and it, it can be just a day it can be just a week for them but it can mean a really serious serious moment for them and just paying attention i think is is the most important and really do reaching out um and not judging or not asking you know and not judging that oh why are you not feeling well it's like you know putting this negative energy on me or something but really that showing support how like maybe i you cannot help them personally but you can offer support of finding help together just having a person it can be a stranger but just really is this minimal amount of effort that you can do is just being there as a person that they can reach out whenever yeah what do you think sebastian what are some things that is a big no for for dealing with someone suicidal oh oh because i had a situation or I was suicidal and people just did, did, did not say the right things or went for the right paths. Uh, oof. Um, well, I first do agree with a lot with, with Kinga, like she, uh, she never a lot of it. It's like just, you, know, you don't need to completely understand the whole thing. You just need to be there and like, understand, and like, become, like, like, you know, give comfort. Uh, yeah, because if you ask me a lot of questions already being super overwhelmed, like going for a lot of things in my mind, then it's, it's just, just adding up more or like, you're just like, is anything something with school? And then it's like, oh yeah, it is something with school, but now I'm thinking about it. It's, it, it is not. Um, another thing that it's not all right, it's, you know, uh, telling people, yeah, it might be, see, you're in a situation, like, you know, like, Tell them that it's kind of their fault because it has happened to me, like in a situation that, yeah, you are here because you have done this or this or you haven't done this. And it, it is frustrating. You don't need right now, like, yeah, like probably it might be a, uh, you are in a situation because of you or many times not because of you. It's, it's the whole point of suicide. It's really... Come, come come from many places but um yeah like reminding the person that where this comes from it, it's not like in this point you don't need to right now approach the the, the uh the problem at hand you have to de-escalate as much as you can you have to make them think that whatever's going on it's gonna be all right if they wait an hour if they wait for longer if they just if you are with a friend who is suicidal, just stay with them and keep them safe. Maybe just not even saying a word and be next to them. It is even good. It is good because at least they're not going to feel alone in the whole process. 
if you feel like there's problems with or you don't know how to handle properly, at least if you're in the Netherlands, you can call always in one one. Uh, you can know you can call yeah you can call the one one three, which is hot the suicide hotline, and they do help you and try to discuss the situation. They're 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 willing to help. Of course, they're not psychologists or they're not gonna uh, do a lot of things. But also, then this is something that might help for some people. Some it might not. It definitely might not help for me. If you start talking about yourself, if you start talking about yourself, it at least for me, it would have been like, why is now why are you making now this thing of like about you? And this, of course, if we are having another conversation, it would be it would be weird if I say that because the conversation, but because you are in this mindset where everything it's just exploding one second another, you can you can feel attacked. In any moment, you it's not it's not good. Just try to like again escalate, make people the person calm. Just tell them that no matter what's the problem, if if they wait it out, it's gonna be better. It's gonna be alright. That there's people here that care so much about you and love you. And even though if they don't say it every day or every week or every month they do think about you constantly yeah i think there's a lot to say about what to not do or what to not say and you have pinpointed quite a lot of them i think one one thing that hasn't been mentioned is to not freak out the last thing they want is to feel like a monster for feeling those things i can give an example um so i am religious and uh I was at a state where I was extremely suicidal and I opened up to um, another religious friend of mine and she said, um, yeah, she said, have you been praying enough? And she also said, you're going to hell if you, if you commit suicide. So not, not only did she freak out, she also made it my fault because I was not praying enough. You know, I was not taking action um, taking things in my own hand. So that's a big no-go. Don't freak out. Don't blame it on that person. That's the last thing they need. Um, and yeah, I, I guess also, um, based upon what Sebastian said, try to be there for them. Don't talk about yourself when the other person is trying to talk about their own struggles. Don't say, oh, I'm struggling too. Everyone has their bad days. No, this is different. It's not just having a bad day. This is, this is having a day where you really feel like you could end everything. This is urgent. This is an urgent situation. It's not the same as you having a, like a bad day. Like that's just not something that they need right now. So I think just don't try to listen to them, repeat what they're saying. Don't repeat what you are feeling in that situation or what other people are feeling yeah people feel that way it's gonna pass that does not help at all that comment does not help so it's just super important to be there for be completely present with them with their emotions and what they're feeling um accept them not freak out and just allow them to be you know, 
like the best thing is just to honestly hug that person hug that person and be like it's going to be okay and as Sebastian said be with them be with them while they're in that episode so that they don't do anything yeah yeah even even you know are not literally in the same room just have a call you know have a call doesn't matter if it's like 15 minutes an hour or, or whatnot you show them that you are there and also yeah I have hated so much like about having those episodes it's like you know everybody has like their bad days everybody has goes through shit every day and like you're kind of like making a bigger bigger deal than what it is which that's horrible absolutely horrible to say I have been told that and I absolutely hated it <laughs> um Yes, uh, because it is like now, yeah, like these emotions probably are because of my fault and situation because I have uh, like built it up into something that doesn't exist. And for that, I want just to tell everybody that no matter what type of crisis you're going on, it, even if it's a small one or a big one, it is your and it should be taken respect towards what it is it not, should not be said that it's probably nothing comparison because then it's like, oh, like, yeah, you're probably having a, 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 a panic attack for a lot of people in Africa that are not eating or have not eaten in a week. What's up with that? It's like, that doesn't help. You know, you just make a situation worse. You have not making it better. It, it, it's funny if, if somebody said, oh yeah, I forgot about the kids in Africa. I my, my, my episode just is gone, you know? No, it's really, be compassionate. You don't know what's going on on the person's head. And if, I don't think you'll ever know because the person doesn't even know properly you need to put it into words. So just be there, be loving, be comforting and tell them that no matter what's going on, everything's gonna be all right. King, okay, do you have any last words? Building up guilt is not helping and whoever is um, now suffering with anything and, and listening to it, just know that there is, there is always hope whenever it doesn't seem like it and hang on. And sometimes, you know, when you feel like no one's there for you, if you look a bit closely, you will, you will see that there is so much love in the world towards everyone and you just have to also receive that love being able to receive that love is so hard as well um but hang on and and it's gonna be all right you deserve to be taken seriously with every single thing that you are struggling with i'm sorry if anyone has just shrugged that away or try to make it minuscule or try to gaslight you in a sense. I'm sorry if you ever experienced that. I just want to say that whatever struggles you're in um, to those who are listening, they are valid. We hear you. There are people that want to be there for you. We care for you. The world is such a better place for many people because you exist. So, and just there are so many possibilities and potentials that you have and I'm sorry if you're going through or have went through any suicidal 
ideation or attempts, I'm very sorry because that really, really hurts. And that is extremely, extremely painful to go through. But I just want to say, even in this dark place, we hear you and we want to know that it will get better if you seek help, um, go to therapy and get professional help. Um, anyway, so I think our time is up. Um, I will put down all of the hotlines and also, um, yeah, resources that you can use um, for um, situations like, um, yeah, like these. Um, but thank you so much for listening. Thank you guys for being here. <laughs>